to now try this the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try something new that flashed boy over there is nick and i my uh, haunted doll watching over my butthole ass is marcus that was terrible you do the intro you want to do it you, you, you give us it? nicknames no give us nicknames Hello, everyone. Welcome to Now Try This. I am Nick. That, uh, that, that's, uh, 90s hair. <laughs> that, I'll do myself after. That 90 hairstyled, uh, empty cubbied motherfucker over there is Marcus. And I'm Nick. I'm hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you this is the simple. show where we challenge each other. Oh, let me resubscribe. Guys, let me, let, this is the show. Oh, God. We took two we, weeks we off. We took two weeks off. Okay. So this is, we're getting to it. We're, we're trying our darndest to get back into the flow of things. But we're here and we're proud to be here. Yeah, guys, this is now try this. We challenge each other every week to try our favorite things. Marcus will challenge me. I will challenge him. You can go on our backlogs and see some great episodes like Gilmore Girls or Die Hard. But today is different because it's the first Thursday of the month. And that means something special, Marcus. That means something super special. What does that mean? That means that our ch- challenge. Hold on. Let me ca- let me meditate one time. <gasps> Oh, I got it all out. Okay, so that means our challenge this week came from our patrons over on patreon.com slash now try this cast. Every month we put up a poll and we ask you guys to submit your favorite things, your challenges you want us to try that month. And then we put it to a vote and everyone can vote. We have two tiers. One tier, you can submit your challenges and vote. And the other tier is just voting. So if you want to participate, if you want to help us pick our future challenges, then head over to patreon.com slash and join the community. That is right. And we do this show live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can go and subscribe with your Twitch Prime, just like Nick Knack Nieves did in the chat. <laughs> Who and could that be? There. Who could That's Nick me. Knack Nieves be? It's me. I just used my Twitch Prime. Or no, Twitch Prime? Twitch Amazon Prime. Prime. Amazon Twitch Prime, Prime Twitch subscribe. account. Yeah, 100%. You got it, Nick. You're there. You're killing it. And if you can't give to the Patreon, if you can't subscribe and give us your money that way, you can leave us five-star reviews, just like Omega Comics did. And they said, friendship rules. These guys are confident in what they are talking about, always having fun, and throwing some truly hilarious anecdotes. One thing that really sticks out is how good buds these two are. It makes this podcast stronger. It makes the listener feel like one of the game. Guys, you are one of the game. The gang is me. The gang is Marcus. The game is you. That's the gang. Hell yeah. Also, Darren in the chat. Hello, producer Darren. Let's go. (laughs) Now, Marcus, it's been a little while. The last episode we did was Severance. I have finished Severance since that episode. Oh, okay. Interesting. In in the last episode, you said something very daring. Very, Uh very daring. Not Darren. Daring. Okay. You said... That it was maybe the best season finale you've ever seen. Yeah. And Marcus, you might be right. Yeah. You might course. be right. I was hot and heavy for Severance during that episode. Yeah, and yeah. It only got hotter and, and heavier <laughs> as I was going. I mean, Marcus, a waffle party? Come on. 
That was unexpected. It was so <laughs> wild what that waffle party turned out to be. And guys, we will not spoil for you. Go back and listen to our Severance episode and go check out Severance on Apple TV Plus because it might be the show of the year. And people are sleeping on it. Yeah. I think people are going to trickle in. I think you're right. I think you'll. It's weird. In. 2022, honestly, we've gotten some of my favorite content in 2022 so far. And it's not yeah. even over. It's still it was, the first, you know, quarter of the year, first third of the year. Yeah. Well, right now is when everything's coming out from that was filmed during the pandemic. That's true. So we got I mean, we have Severance and we have Elden Ring. And honestly, if I were just to, for a whole year, only had to consume those two forms of media. I'm a very mm-hmm. happy boy. Yeah, I feel similarly. But I also noticed as I was preparing myself, I resubscribed to my AMC Plus. And I realized that there's not a lot of summer big movies coming out. That's true. Because I realized they didn't film any because of the pandemic. Yeah. The reason it felt like we were getting so many is because they were filming them all before pandemic and then delayed them all. So now we're feeling the like crunch. Same thing with video games. I feel like a lot of video games this year has been weirdly slow. And maybe it's just because Elden Ring has been so popular. So people are like giving it its space. So that way they don't have to compete with it necessarily waiting for a lot of people to be done playing with it and then releasing their games but i don't know it's been kind of slow year i don't think so i think you're right i think that's totally what's going on i think it's a slow year you know and some of us are still playing slay the spire marcus what are we doing here today what is the challenge that won on the patreon nick this week barry won on the patreon and barry is a dark comedy on hbo starring bill Hader. no i don't i just wanted you to tell me what it was i don't want you to get through the whole thing that's, not, I'm not, marcus, that's not the whole thing that's just the one thing right. i don't know that was pretty much the whole thing i don't know, <laughs> I don't know that needs to be said. who's well, it directed we'll by t- honestly who the fuck cares so what so we will talk about barry thank you so much for submitting that marcus uh you just moved you got a new setup mm-hmm. and i know you've been busy but have you tried anything new in these couple weeks that we had off nick this is I don't know. I have so many things. I was thinking about this question and there were so many things, right? Like I, I you gotta, just you got to pick one. I painted a wall for the first time. <laughs> like it's beautiful. You accent painted wall. a wall. I have. I just done it badly. And this wall looks good. So I was, I'm proud I did it correctly. <laughs> Let's see. But I, I started going back to the gym trying to, you know, getting bulk oh. and swole. Is there one up? in your new area that's it's, like nice? And you're it's like, it's just Planet Fitness. I mean, but it's but nice some, a small town. Planet Fitness is nice. Yep. So suburban well it's it's near a major shopping mall area but like it's it's a oh, big sure. planet fitness and it's nice That's yeah fine. cool so planet i've done that cheap. also new strain of covid is out or a new sub strain <laughs> and i also it sounds like you're talking about like the, the sounds like the new mark jacobs bag you're talking about it's like the new strain of covid is out and wait every, do you have covid every new stra- here's here's my thing about covid okay and okay. maybe some you gotta call it a black party this. so we don't, I don't think so anymore i think we're done i don't it. know Marcus, I don't know. Keep saying block party. <laughs> okay, block party. Every time there's a new strain of block party, I get yeah. very sick. And it always coincides with that. Mm-hmm. But I test for the block party and I don't have it ever. I've never once tested positive for it. Oh, do you have so that thing that's fuck? like a that's like a sympathetic sickness? You just feel so bad I, for all the people yes, out there yes, struggling. That's what so it is. You- <laughs> I have like fucking Captain Planet taking on the planet's pain itself, and I feel it inside of me, and so I also get sick. Mm, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. You're right. Well, I'm sorry you're sick, but it seems like you're lively and ready to go right now. So Hell yeah, see. that's what we'll say. How about you? Have you tried anything new, Marcus? <sighs> I got big news, Marcus. I got big news. Are you pregnant? No, not that big. But I got big news, Marcus. I am. 
officially an influencer. Whoa! Marcus, because of this podcast, because of being on the top 2% of all podcasts, we finally got our advanced copy of something free. And I am here to share it with the world, to share it with you. I got it because I cared and you didn't. But... <laughs> <laughs> but technically it's both of us we're both influencers yes. now. Marcus, oh i'm an influencer too it was to the now try this cast yeah got let's this. go i got this for free because of this podcast somebody cared to give this to me because of this podcast so okay. i am an influencer and marcus we are now the proud owners of written by elena craig and Kristen mulrooney the gilmore girls official Cooking. wow look at that cover hell yeah guys this is because of you the listeners at home because you listen because you share our content because you support us we get free gilmore girls cookbooks <laughs> but Marcus, only one copy they can't afford to send us both copies <laughs> i could have asked i probably did whatever you didn't want it so you get the next one you get the next Gilmore Girls. Oh, book. nice. So oh, yeah. honestly, listen, I feel like I'm supposed to. I should say something because we got it for free. But honestly, it's fucking dope, man. It's got like pictures from the thing. It's got like recipes about and some of the recipes are just jokes. Like this one is coffee in an IV. You watch Gilmore Girls. I know you know how much Lorelai loves her coffee. Uh -huh. And there's just a recipe on tips on brewing a strong cup of coffee. <laughs> that's uh, and then do you remember great. do you remember miss uh miss mrs kim uh rory's best friend's mom mm -hmm. how she's yeah. into like nutritional stuff yeah, yeah there's yeah. a whole section in the book that is like fucking vegany healthy like fucking stuff from mrs kim oh, there's cool. a whole section here from luke's diner uh sookie yes uh, sookie. you know sookie of course you know sookie mm -hmm. she's got a whole section here on her awesome stuff from that she made at the the dragonfly in oh that cake looks it's great. dope honestly it's really cool <laughs> it's very nice cool. i'm very proud to now be the owner of this and guys if you want oh mrs king's everything free muffins with tea oh is hell yeah one of the thing sookie's magic risotto luke's santa burger is in here i mean oh guys, wow risotto if you I are a gilmore girls fan go check out the gilmore girls official cookbook you can get it anywhere you can get books yeah either now or soon i didn't do any research but <laughs> we also need i mean hey we're not getting any money from the sales of these books but no 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 no, no. but guys if you want us to do a recipe from the book and do it live on air let us know we will <laughs> that's that's it we're influencers now that's all i had to share now I, you know what that's show. nice that's our second free item we've gotten because of the podcast is it yeah the headphones remember those no that was a sponsorship dude well they gave us a free headphones yeah but that was like monetary we had to say ads so oh, that that's a sponsorship true. but yeah, they didn't th give us money they just gave us headphones i didn't say it was a good <laughs> sponsorship but it was 100 a sponsor we're bad at negotiating so if you have a product that you want us to shill we will do it as long as you send us the product the most funny thing about it though was the fact that we did try to negotiate for that and we wanted like better headphones uh -huh. and they said no but then we said we need two and they said fine so yeah, we did negotiate yeah, yeah, yeah. we did negotiate we both we got, got free two, headphones yeah, and those true. those headphones last me a solid like two and a half three years i still I have them those. it's been like oh, five years i i have not <laughs> But you don't use them. I don't use them. That's why they still are, they still work. Yeah, I use them every day. Yeah. Marcus, without further ado, we are here today to talk about Barry. Now, tell me what Barry. <laughs> oh my God, hold on. Let me. I told you what Barry was earlier, but let me see if I can get a more in-depth description of 
Barry. That's fine, Marcus. I have it. Wow. Barry is an American. Why are you just fucking do it? (laughs) Barry is an American dark comedy crime drama created by Alec Berg and Bill Hader that premiered in 2018 on HBO. And Hader stars as Barry Berkman, a hitman from Cleveland who travels to LA to kill someone but finds himself joining an acting class taught by Gene Cousineau, where he meets aspiring actress Sally Reed and begins to question his path in life as he deals with his criminal criminal associates such as Monroe Fuchs and NoHo. And Marcus, I just told you the whole show. No reason to watch it. We're done. That's it. There is I it. mean, you honestly was... described this pretty show. And honestly, for the first few episodes, that's all that happens. Like, we Marcus, we'll talk about it. But the majority so, of it is is very much set up and the slow build. I'm going to lift the curtain. Uh-huh. Darren challenged us and she said, watch the first season. And we were both like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we settled on four episodes. Mm-hmm. As I was watching the fourth episode, I texted you, Marcus, and I said, listen, have you watched more? Because I ain't got shit to say yet. And you're like, yeah, I watched the first season. It's like, okay. So I spent all day today uh-huh. between all my classes on the train, back and forth and back and forth, Whoa. finishing the first season. So we both have now watched the first season of this show today. <laughs> Let's go. Hell yeah. Because nothing happened in the first three. Listen, it's not uh, that nothing. You're right. Nothing happened. You're 100% right <laughs> about that. But it is like stuff. The happens. first few episodes of a lot of shows is set up but when there's yeah. no like it felt like the first few episodes of this show specifically like i don't know if they necessarily knew what they fully wanted to do with the character yet or they yeah. didn't yeah, have yeah, yeah, enough yeah. confidence in their ability to pace it because they felt like they knew what they wanted the season finale to be but not necessarily yeah. how many episodes it should take to get there 100 you know what it felt like it felt like i the the premise of the show this is the premise of the show hitman and he wanders into an acting class and now he's gonna take acting classes mm-hmm. that's the premise of the show yeah to me the first three episodes felt like a very long sketch it mm-hmm. felt like uh, and maybe that's what bill maybe Hader that got his stay in snl but it felt like something i would watch on the stage as like ha 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 this hitman is it sounds like an improv scene like this yeah. is an acting class but one of them's a hitman yeah or like a weird <laughs> one act play you would see performed at like a local oh college yeah yeah or yeah something like that yeah but then shit starts to happen mm-hmm. and so, like you said stuff happens all the time but it didn't feel like there were any stakes that's until that's, definitely yeah about halfway through yeah because you bill hater oh sorry no please okay i was gonna say because you barely like get to know bill hater right like in the beginning he is kind of like he has no personality and when you are thinking about characters you really think about their wants and their needs right and like okay what investments am i making as if you were in this character and their wants and needs and i feel like in the beginning of the show barry doesn't have any wants or needs and so no that kind of makes it harder to empathize with him um and it's a funny show so you like honestly the first three episodes like wow it feels like nothing happens it is a funny show and i was invested yeah. in the comedy of the show same but it that's wasn't... why i was preparing it to that snl mm-hmm. sketch kind of like feel right yeah the jokes the jokes are there yeah but it wasn't but it felt like a vehicle the to the jokes yes yeah it felt like a vehicle to the jokes and the story was taking a back seat a hundred percent hundred percent. Where it was just premise based. It wasn't character. But then things definitely take a take a turn. But I, I do want to talk just about the beginning so we can get it out of the way. Sure. So right away, I felt like oh, it's so funny because there were some 
people say this show is really, really, really funny. And I wouldn't ha- like care to categorize it as like the funniest thing I've ever said because mm-hmm. the jokes are like very like <sighs> circumstancy, situational, like, wow, this is awkward kind of thing. Yeah. And like a little character based, you know, it's not like joke, 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 joke. But I need and I need to say this right away. Throughout the th- first three episodes and throughout the whole show, there were laugh out loud moments for me. There were yeah. moments when I was watching with Lexi and I literally went. Uh, and you know who gave me every single one of those lines no every single one no (laughs) hank anthony kerrigan he is mb listen i like bill Hader. i think he does extraordinary work and what we're gonna talk about by the time this show is ended i Mm -hmm. think we're gonna have such accolades but anthony kerrigan no ho hank is so funny from the jump he is a gem an undeserved oh. gem. Like, I don't know oh. where this man has been my whole life, but just for the fact, Marcus. I am so grateful to the show for introducing me to him. Marcus, he's been there. He has been prototypical bad guy X. And I know this because he, he has alopecia, which is why he has no hair. Okay. And he is Victor Zaz on Gotham. Uh, and he's also been he's also been a bad guy in the flash. He's also been like that's uh, like his shtick. That's his thing. So okay. I recognize him. I knew who he was ex- right away. Yeah. But then I was like, I had no idea you were funny. You are fucking hilarious. Because he's a, he's able to look very scary. Like uh-huh. he like has a look. And he's a great actor. So I've seen him like yeah. play the villain and be like super scary. And I don't know what else. I've seen him in other things too, where he was just like bad guy X. Yeah. He looks like a villain. Like he's bald. Yeah. He's got no eyebrows. He's got like a good facial structure for like a guy who's going to kick your ass. Like, yeah, I, he is scary. But the fact that his comedy ability has been unused until this show is yeah. upsetting to me it's so crazy how funny he is it's every time he said anything i was like you're you're winning you're just winning <laughs> you're just winning every yeah. time yeah. you know and and not to discredit like the writers and everything obviously you know those of are the course, worst like of course you know they probably have something to do with it but that car- charm and charisma he's bringing mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. it was so funny and honestly he is what got me through those first three episodes yes yes the interactions that Barry has with him are really like great because he brings the levity to the scene. He makes it funny. Yeah. He puts the comedy in this show and at somehow least humanizes it too at the same time. Because yes. he's saying like, like every day, like Barry, we don't have to talk like that. We could be friends here, Barry. Yeah. Like what? And he's like, and he's like saying the thing that's like humanizing somehow, even though mm-hmm. he's being so ridiculous. Yeah. Because I, for me, I think the show took a while for me because nobody acts like a human <laughs> in the show. That's, I can see like, that. Yeah, sure. Like, like, like everyone in the acting class is like such an exaggeration who they are. The acting teacher is such an exaggeration. The cops are such an exaggeration of shitty cops. Mm-hmm. Even Barry, who again, I am on Bell Hader's side right away. I was with him. He is an exaggeration of a like detached hitman human being that like has no soul anymore mm-hmm. and the show is him trying to get it back right mm-hmm. like that's like yeah i mean as, like what as my comedies often do the characters right. are like bigger than they would be in real life yeah but somehow that also made them feel hollow to me mm-hmm. right okay because i because like well i feel like a class, lot of the the characters are purposefully hollow i think you make a good point yeah, yeah. like the actresses yeah, totally. they're like vain and they yeah. like only care about themselves and their careers and like Barry also, you know, doesn't really care about anything um, other than the acting class. And so, like, you see these and you're right. Everything feels hollow and it feels like, okay, like 
at least in the first couple episodes, characters don't really have as any motivations outside of bettering or like succeeding for themselves or whatever. Yeah. And then he is like the first person that you meet that's like, oh, this guy's funny. He's charming. He's interesting. He seems like someone I would want to hang out with and actually be around. And I'm not annoyed by him. Yeah. But also a psychopath with like huge yes. like things going on <laughs> in behind the scene. Yeah. But but it's not just the acting people. It's also like the guy in charge of the Chechnyans, the guy mm-hmm. that gives Barry's assignments. Yeah. It all yeah. just felt uh, just sketchy or just I couldn't quite get it. But then somewhere between episodes three, four and five. It did start to shift for me. Yes. Because at the beginning, it felt like, oh, it, here's a joke about this guy who slept with this Chechnyan's wife. And then now we got to go kill him. And now we're in an acting mm-hmm. class. And like, it's funny. And it's funny. And I'm like, yeah. OK, whatever comedy. Like, yes, yes, yes. But why are we here? OK, it's mm-hmm. funny. Yes. But like, why are we here? Which I didn't. I realize while watching this show is I guess something that I just I don't know if I've always been this way. I don't think I've always been this way. But now I, I you know, a comedy that's just silly funny mm-hmm. like i don't think does it for me anymore like i yeah. need like a little more there i agree or it needs to be the funniest thing i've ever seen yes i have yes. watched just comedies but yeah uh, I think it's rare it's you more need rare. you need to, if you're gonna be a comedy you need to be like ted lasso you're a comedy but you're like super endearing and it's yeah. wonderful and there's something there has to be something else for you in the show and i feel like the first three episodes are it feels like like you said, where it's the premise. And then when you write something, when you write TV or books or whatever, you think about the characters and you go, okay, what is this character like? What would their next logical step be to get the yeah. thing that they want? Right. And like, how do we then extrapolate the rest of their personality and their interests and their interactions they have with other characters based on their like core wants and needs? And the first episode, the first three episodes, I feel like didn't do that at all. And then afterwards, it's like, OK, cool. Like, we're really going to focus on who these people are. Yeah. And now that we got it out of the way, I, I the, the thing that I kind of want to swerve to is Barry himself. So kind of walk me through of when you started watching the show, what you thought of Bill Hader, what you thought of Barry, what you thought of the premise of who he is and like where he's going and what he's doing with it. The character. I liked Barry. Uh, I like Bill Hader a lot. I think that he's a funny guy. I think that he was great on SNL. And yeah. I'm I was excited to watch the show because I liked him. Same. And then the show started and he's a good actor. And I was nervous. I'm not nervous, but I was like, how silly is the murder part of it going to be? Are they going to treat yeah. it as serious as it is? And then the rest of it is going to be comedy is are the murders going to be like comedic and silly? And he's like fumbling through murdering like people. A, a Tucker and Dale must die kind of thing. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Like what's or like like what level? What's the what level, level yeah. will the comedy the interact with the like horror or like the thriller mystery murders murder uh, aspect of the show? But honestly, I think he sold it really well. Yeah. I, I did not know Bell Hader was such an incredible actor, but like even watching through the whole season, I was like, holy fuck. Like, he really sells this Barry character. Yeah. And they almost don't give him a lot to do at the beginning, right? Yeah. But but that's why you know he's good, right? Even at the beginning, there's not... He, he has to play... It's so hard. He has to play a detached person who's lost his soul, lost his way, doesn't care, going through the motion, cold-blooded murderer. And you're like... And right away, you shouldn't be on his side, but you're still like, no, tell me more, Barry. Tell me more. Like, 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 open up. 
Like, what's going on in your head, Barry? I I feel like not a lot's going on, but I, like, want to know more, right? Yeah. And, like, the ability to do that is fucking charisma and charm. Like, And I really love how they let him. It's such a hard line to toe between. And he said the line one point, which is really funny. He is like, I'm not fucking Jason Bourne. Mm -hmm. But they told that line where he is a little bit, right? Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. is a professional hitman that really knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Some of the moments where he's like hitmanning, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and he impressive. like has the persona and the acting of like a Chris Pine mm-hmm. of a fucking Matt Damon. And I'm like, I, I would I would not th- have thought anything different from the performance you just did as Hitman Barry in a Jason Bourne movie. Like I wouldn't have thought anything different for, for me, which That's is a huge super impressive. Compliment. Yeah. And but then to go and be like silly in acting class, like, uh, I um I well, I don't that's I said the line I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't know why but, and I'm like that's really good it's yeah. like that back and forth but still feels like the same character that's hard I was super impressed yeah right the, away the fact that he's able to do both of those in the same yeah. like uh, TV show and not make it feel like he's playing two different two different characters or anything like that yeah was yeah. really really impressive. And the fact that he truly has a fucking journey on this show. Yes. Like, I feel like we complain about it all yes. the time watching movies and TV shows. Like, where's the journey? Where's the beginning yeah. and ending? Where, yeah. What's the change? Well, you fucking changes. Yes. Like, from beginning oh, and end. Yeah. I, I know fil- game theory better than I do film theory stuff. Oh, sure. But in video games, there's this thing called Ludo narrative dissonance. Do you know what that is? Holy shit. No, you just fucking hold on, Marcus. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You are hold on, Marcus. You're just gonna pretend like you didn't just like drop a fucking SAT fucking law school version of a fucking word about video games in the chat, and you were just about to fucking talk about it. No, Marcus, give yourself the gravitas you deserve. Start over and fucking professor to me right now because you're about to, and I think you deserve it. Oh my god, you made it so much worse now. Okay, in gaming, there's a thing called ludo narrative dissonance, which is when the character character you're playing doesn't match the character in the scenes that you are watching of the character so let's say you're watching like uncharted is a good example in uncharted yeah. you're watching nathan drake murder the shit out of people but then in all the scenes he's trying to stop the bad guy and be like they're murdering people and you're like i just murdered 50 dudes like <laughs> what are you talking about you know so that's yeah. an example of ludo narrative dissonance when part of the the experience doesn't match the rest of the experience and so you end up with two different characters in the same piece mm, and so yeah. i feel like i don't know what the film version of that is but i definitely sure. was nervous about that in barry too because i was like you have this comedic element and you have this like like scary murder element and what he is doing is wrong and i was worried that they were never going to address that aspect of it like the wrongness yeah. of what he is doing and why he continues to do it when he should see that it is wrong and how much how forgiving the characters in the world would be of that too yeah i was super interested that's what i was super Mm -hmm. interested like because a show like this oh i feel like i watch it like i feel like dexter did an okay job but even that fell victim to like 
Our main characters don't know what's going on. They're in the background. Oh, no, they're close to finding out. They're not going to find out. But then they do find out. Then you got to deal with them knowing for a whole season. And then it's like, this isn't working. So let's kill them. And then yeah. that happens in all these yeah. kinds of shows. And I assumed it was going to happen here. But so far, I am in it. Like, yeah, the amount of people who have found out what's going on so far has been very logical. Very mm-hmm. like it makes mm-hmm. sense. Like the mistakes that have met happened. Yes, Barry has been like a little negligent in a moment or two, but every reason he's negligent, it makes sense. Yeah. Because of what he's going through, Mm -hmm. which which is one of my last problems with the show where I feel like sometimes the writers and the actors aren't sure how to make something funny. So they make the characters dumb. I think that Mm -hmm. Hank and Barry specifically, even the acting teacher. To an extent. Like, I know he's fucking ridiculous, but he's fucking honest about who the fuck yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like actually smart and he knows that he's a fucking like, I don't know, fucking take five minutes and then I'm going to end him. Oh, and he's like, but oh, everybody, let's go. Let's go more and Ryan. Let's do, yeah. But just uh, but but like the class still counts today. Like, so no, but like <laughs> how but we're all going to more just to make it ri- just to make it honest. Today's class counts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in that. like tears. You would not uh, give them a, a day off or a discount for anything. I know. We'll talk totally about what all the other stuff. That's a whole mm-hmm. discussion. But I was um I was nervous. I, I I sometimes like like the whole thing about the lipstick cam and the cops. Oh, yeah, yeah. And a couple moments with the acting people. I'm just like, does everyone have to be dumb for this to be funny? That mm-hmm. like peeves me sometimes, where it's like Barry is being so smart. Even Fuchs is being like, not dumb. He's an idiot, but he's not being dumb, right? Like he's disillusioned about how the Mm -hmm. world works maybe, but he's not making dumb choices. But then you got some people like the cops who are just like, just stupid. Yeah. Like they are just doing things that are like, uh, like, um, like a parody of the show itself. While some moments are so real, so honest, they make so much sense. Mm -hmm. You know, just for example, you know, the, the moment that Sally's agent asks her to fuck, you know, it's yeah. a little funny, but it's also really real. And it's yes. like serious. And then it has consequences. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow, comedy. It's saying something cool. And then you got fucking like, you know, I don't fucking know. Like uh, the, the uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just the camera thing. Maybe it was just Maybe with was like just the, the detective. Thing. But that was a big part of the whole and she show. Went, Z- okay. Zero, 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 one, zero, 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 two locked. And it's like, you didn't know it was going to get locked. Wait, yeah. The guys knew it was going to get locked. And they were just saying. sitting yeah. there. Yeah. Maybe that, it was just that one. That kind of felt. There were small moments of that, but yeah. Yeah. Cause then they had to bring in the other guy to do the like, whatever on the camera and that was a little bit of a joke too and yeah maybe it was just to delay the reveal of that thing but you could have just had them find the camera later and not have that whole so, scene yeah so much of the show is so smart that those couple moments there was dumb humor yeah that almost felt like a a mcgruber or something mm-hmm. you know what i mean like I that mean, yeah. kind of comedy it is comedy it's like, silly but there's like yeah i feel like different levels to it for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but anyway i just wanted to mention that because that was one of the other few things that was really bothering me especially those first few episodes and then eventually kind of went away eventually kind of like disappeared everyone kind of got smarter i think as they (laughs) discovered the characters a little bit more like yeah Yeah. even as you get to know the like detective she doesn't feel like she would have done that you know like as you get to know her later and you look at the end version of herself you're like that doesn't feel like the same person that like entered a bunch of different episode eight absolutely not yeah 
episode one they were making fun of the one dude for getting broken up with and like making like rookie fucking mistakes mm-hmm. about that. and then the last episode I-, I was ready to tell you that i hated the detective i hated the actress i thought it was dumb but then the last episode i was just like fuck she killed that that was yeah, fucking awesome she did great it's yeah. fucking great yeah mm-hmm. so okay nick as an improv actor oh my god Marcus. i need to know about how you Marcus. felt about all the actors was oh some god. of it realistic was some of it oh not realistic like what, 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 what are your opinions oh god was it an exaggeration yes was a hyperbole yes but does all that shit happen in class you bet your fucking <laughs> sweet ass it does marcus i just I swear to, to god i i fucking i i have gotten up there and said guys you just need to get out of your head and like believe in yourself more you know like it's not about the actor anymore it's about you it's about how you think of yourself you going oh, up here man. and not doing the scene well that's because you don't believe in yourself i, I uh-huh. say that kind of shit mm-hmm. you know and the grandstanding like and i again it's an exaggeration but marcus these are really what some of the talks that actors have about headshots and agents and scenes and fucking scene work and like fucking it's so dumb and it's so real and it really does happen like fucking that we play that fucking mirror game like i've done that (laughs) i've paid thousands of dollars in college i have paid money to have someone tell me to stand in front of someone else and mirror them <laughs> hell yeah that feels like the equivalent of the teacher bringing out the like tv and be like i'm not teaching today kids oh my goodness i love that that's hilarious but yeah that that shit honestly i'm probably gonna go to i teach a class tomorrow i'm probably gonna do the mirror exercise hell yeah let's go <laughs> another very uh, i feel like, like from, from what i've met of actors uh it felt very real i was like i've definitely met people like this especially pretty close i forgot barry's love interest's name sally Sally. reed yeah especially sally reed i was like oh i've 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 met her before i was really torn on sally man i was really really torn because i think the actress did a phenomenal job but man the show tried so hard to make me not like sally (laughs) they tried so hard for me to just think the worst of her but somehow she kept like bringing me in Mm -hmm. and i kept being like you know what sally i think you do need to win and then she would open her mouth and be like shut up sally that is just (laughs) wrong and rude and a mean person and then something else would happen and be like fuck sally that really sucks oh my god no she needs barry she needs barry in her yeah life. and then she'd say something to barry and i'm like you're a fucking asshole <laughs> yeah 100 percent. so much of the show i was like man you suck you're just yeah. the worst and then at yeah. the end in the final episode i was like i don't know i maybe maybe i don't know maybe you're not as bad as i think you are yeah i don't know i mean but also like it's super interesting right because the show at the beginning is like here's this awful person and we're like yeah she's awful Mm -hmm. but then it gives us context where it's like an actor who is you know actually a good actor who's with these people that aren't good actors and paying this money and trying to like find a career Mm -hmm. and it's not happening and her peers that are less talented than her are getting ahead of her and we're seeing those scenes and god uh, like the scene where her friend brought her in to read for the we bought a zoo tv show oh, pilot yeah. with a millennial mom <laughs> it's so funny that shit happens dude mm-hmm. i don't think it happens that dramatically you would call your friend ahead of time like yo i got you those yeah, auditions for sure, like, come for in sure. and kill it but like that's totally how it works sometimes mm-hmm. and like you know I, I you know i've come in to like do something that like a friend or something has said and then like not booked it and then it's like awkward and then like that's 
it's so hard to be like i i'm not crushing it and i need your help like that's so that's fair hard yeah, yeah. but then she's like a fucking asshole about it immediately and, like, <laughs> and then she uses barry you know and then uses barry yeah mm-hmm. i think that's the problem too with her character is that like she seems I don't think she's a bad person, but she just is a very selfish person, which I think, yeah. I mean, I don't want to speak broadly about actors, but I feel like there probably is a subtype of actor that is very like, I am here because I want to be like seen and I want to be the center of attention. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, even the ones of us that are not that a lot, we are a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. you have to be a little vapid to think that people should be watching you. <laughs> You know, even you here on this podcast. I mean, you got to be like a little, a little bit, bit, a little like a bit. little. There's a little piece of you, Marcus, somewhere deep down. Uh-huh. You're like, I'm the fucking shit. There's a little bit of Sally in me, for sure. Uh, 100%. Everyone's got a little bit of Sally, Marcus. Everyone's got a little bit of Sally. Everyone's a little bit of Sally. <laughs> yes, that's the takeaway. That's the tagline for our episode. Everyone's got a little bit of Sally. Um, um, that's good to know. OK, so let's get yeah. it. So then after, after things start to take a turn, right? I feel like when. The, oh, I remember when the turn was. The turn was when. When he went to the party with the other marines that was the turning point yeah the that definitely was, that was when things the introduction of yeah. the other marines and him mm-hmm. trying to reach out and humanize himself a little bit and make some friends yeah and that also because up to that point yeah because at that point the show was like easy breezy barry was getting everything mm-hmm. he wants he was good and fun and and we were i was like oh okay he thought he was getting the girl he bought her a laptop he, he invited some old friends he went to the party and he was like this is it i'm doing yeah. it I fucking I got out. I fucking here I am. And then everything white one right after the other just like kept falling like dominoes. Yeah. And he turned into a little bit of an asshole because he was so fucking grieving in that moment. But like I love that he came in wearing the clothes from the mannequin at J. Crew. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> yeah. Because he doesn't know. And he was just trying to like, he was just trying. Yeah. And it didn't work. You know, I think I thought he looked good. I don't know. He looked cute. Yeah. He was fine. Yeah. Uh, but then the Marines come. They cause a ruckus. And at the end of that episode, he is on the outs with Sally. He was awkward in front of his only friends, his actor friends. And one of the Marines was on to him about mm-hmm. what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, and Fuchs showed back up saying, you're not out. I'm yeah. going to tell everyone about your actor friends and they're all going to die unless you come back. And so 100%. he has to come back. 100%. And all that happens all at once. And that's, I feel like, when the show starts. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> you know, I think at this point, too, they're like, OK, it feels like Barry could lose something. Right. Like they've established yes. that he has something to lose. And now he can potentially lose it. He's trying to get out. He's trying to change his life. And then finally, because yeah. before the only loss he would have had is his life. And like, we don't give care. a shit. Right? Like, uh, he we don't care. give a shit. He didn't care either, really. Right. Yeah. So like, that's so interesting. Yeah. Now they introduced a character that had nothing to lose. And then they gave him something to lose. And then they showed us he can lose it. So, honestly, that's kind of smart. Mm-hmm. Well, it takes a while, but it also means that yeah. it takes a while for the show to start. If you, if you make yeah. it take that long. Pros uh, and cons. Yes. Yeah, but that's why it started to feel better because you're like, oh no, he's gonna lose. Like he's gonna lose his acting friends. He's the yeah. fact that he's out finally of the business, but he's not really, and he's trying to get out. You feel for him, and he has more of a motive, and there's higher stakes to the things that he's, the choices he makes. Um, yeah. so yeah, so then he meets this guy, and this guy will not leave him alone. Is on Taylor? To him. Oh fuck, I forgot his name. Taylor, I'd say Taylor. 
Yes, Taylor. Taylor. So he's on Leroy Jenkins. He's like, let's fucking go. We're gonna do these missions together. Blah blah blah. And he's the fucking dumbest motherfucker ever. Yeah. And it is wonderful, and I love it because I also feel like he's so dumb, but it's also like somehow the show pulls off. It's like like you get it. Like uh-huh. you get like why he's that way and like what's going on with him. And somehow it really humanizes the fucking Marine asshole who's like fucking guns a blazing and like dude has no friends. Yeah. Dude has no life, no prospect. He doesn't know how to do anything else. Yeah. And somehow in all that funny and humor, the show's still saying that. For sure. Oh, yeah. because of Barry, because Barry's our viewpoint yes. character and Barry gets it, right? Yeah. Somehow Barry is like super duper human. Mm-hmm. as this hitman because we're seeing everything from his point of view and he's like deeply since he this is the first time he's ever allowed himself to feel human connection like it's like the dial is pumped up on it for him feeling for taylor him feeling for his acting friends him feeling for the mm-hmm. people he, he's killing like everything that's happening yeah it's dialed up oh how interesting he also cool. has no backbone which is a part of the show that even though he's an assassin oh, sure. he really can't stand up for himself in anything yeah and so part well, of the show is assassin, him right? trying to stand up for himself. Yeah. And but yeah, no, I I could see that because I feel like sometimes in life you meet people that are like like you, but like they made a different choice. You know. Yeah. Like this man followed 100%. a similar path to Barry. They were both the military. They both like loners and whatever. Yeah. But that kind of experience was fucks you up a little bit. It makes you hard. Makes it hard to connect with people. And so maybe Barry yeah. also was seeing a little bit of that in him, even though he 100%. didn't really like the guy. A hundred percent. He didn't at all, but he like, and the, the show did it very subtly, but there's that, that brother is brothers in arms thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he, he was like, he's a Marine. Like, cause that means something, right? Yeah. Like I went to war with these people yeah, and they I, had my back and I have his, I have for to. Someone you know? that doesn't have a family. Right. When yeah. you join the military and they're constantly telling you, these are your brothers, these are your brothers, this is your family. Like, I think that was drilled into Barry, too. And he, even though 100%. they didn't necessarily like know each other that well, that guy was part of this family tree that he was a yeah. part of. Yeah. And then they eventually attack the state, the stash house while Fuchs is being held captive to get mm-hmm. him out of there. And let's just follow that train for a second, because the show is it's kind of smart. Eventually, once it gets rolling, there's like a through line of the hitman stuff, a through line of the acting stuff. Yeah. And they kind of go like this, right? Like yeah, they keep yeah, yeah. meeting and then divulging mm-hmm. and meeting and divulging. So if we would just follow that way, uh, they go to the stash house. Homeboy Leroy Jenkins is ass yes. in there. And fucking, I was like, wow, what a dated reference and how appropriate. Yes, 100%. Very <laughs> dated he, reference. It came up recently. I've been playing else. Hearthstone recently, and they just released a Leroy Jenkins skin for one of the characters. And I was like, why? Why now? I mean, that's where it happened in World of Warcraft. That's fair that's enough. The thing. But then he has the chance to kill him and he doesn't. So now he's like his partner. And then they keep going back and forth on this. Like, yeah, bro, we got this. Yes, it's you and me. And I and here's the thing, like. Taylor's an asshole. Sure. And a, and a psycho. Yeah. But like, he's got Barry's back. He did it. He, he like, got he the did. He saved him. He gave him half of the money. And he's mm-hmm. like, and I know, and I know it's dumb, but he's so well-intentioned when he put the money in his backpack. He's like, my boy doesn't think that he deserves money. I'm going to give him the money. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And he it like was... reads his and he reads his book mm-hmm. and it's like, fuck, I hate that I hate Taylor so much because it's like, but like, there's like something going on there. He's you know? not. He's an idiot, but I don't think he's a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he clearly probably has uh, PTSD mm-hmm. and like things that are going on. And, and um, re-entry for a soldier is extremely difficult and not talked about enough. 
Yeah. I did a, a play in college about it where we took words from Afghanistan reentry veterans and all the words we said in the play were their words. We ended up doing it at the American Legion. It was really powerful. It was really like hard to do, mm-hmm. you know, because that that shit's hard. It's just super hard, you know, mm-hmm. but then fucker gets everyone killed. <laughs> I can't help but see the contrast of in this show, them saying similar things as the actors that you're saying. What do you mean? About your experience. Like, yeah, no, it was a very powerful experience <laughs> as up. an actor being able to t- take part in the military experience also was really powerful <laughs> i just wanted to highlight that uh moment there <laughs> i'm an actor what do you want from me this is what i do <laughs> i am these people <laughs> i am not able to have these connections in real life so i play the part on stage there you go. i have trouble making human connections so i go and make pretend <laughs> there you go (laughs) anyway and then taylor tries to bum rush the fucking bolivians and gets him and the other marine killed and gets chris involved Mm -hmm. and honestly the chris was the saddest thing for me that story that was heartbreaking and so yes so that moment what happens is taylor brings in the friends the friends go they bum rush and one of them's crazy but the other one's not he's got family he's like a chill dude and barry tries to kick him out of the car and he's like no dude don't worry like taylor told me we're just gonna go scare these guys that's not what's happening and so like none of the people other than barry understand how like dangerous this situation is and so they like the two cared i don't think they just didn't care they go fucking zooming in playing fucking slayer or something and then immediately they're like blown up and the car flips over and in the next episode i love this i love this choice you see how stupid it looks from the perspective of the (laughs) bolivians that was really good that was was really good beautiful beautiful choice they were just chilling on a tarmac and this car just fucking rolling down from the like road so like, far away so there's, far they're away. in a desert it's flat they're not sneaking in they see them and they're just like what they the hear the music oh god and they just shoot him so barry and chris is his name yeah, managed chris, to escape yeah and chris freaks out eventually i mean we're skipping on the other stuff but like chris please, freaks please. out and he yeah. takes he, he has a meeting with barry and basically tells him like i'm going to go to the cops i'm gonna tell people about this because he killed someone and he, he found someone. out he was a logistics marine guy he never killed anybody mm-hmm. and he was he was freaking out and yeah. got the best part of that was when barry's trying to reason with him he's trying to say please yeah. like this is gonna be okay and then chris just ultimate ultimatum style just like no i'm going to the cops yeah and barry just says he just screams and says why did you have to say that and it's that moment when you realize and chris realizes yes he's dead that's it yeah that's it yeah and you're saying they're like no 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 and then chris no, Ch- no, he's no, like no, don't no. oh i'm not gonna tell anyone i don't have to tell anyone yeah. I, I'll, I'll i'll be okay i won't have to tell anyone and barry's like he barry's made his choice he's going to kill this guy yeah and i think and that's does. the moment where i feel like barry turns from being a funny interesting character to watch to being scary yeah. he was scary earlier but like scary in a way that's like oh no he will kill well because he didn't kill taylor he like exactly. didn't kill yeah. fuchs like because because yeah. you thought oh he's he's like yeah he shot like the people shooting him and yeah mm-hmm. he like did the hit yeah. for like the evil guys but like but this was like oh he will scary. kill people who he likes yeah to keep his life yeah i think and I, I, I'm okay with that because I think these shows need that, right? 
But 100%. we get so many shows like like this where this kind of thing happens and you have to see how far the characters will go in order to maintain their lifestyle or whatever like that. Oh, sure. And so you go from being on the side of the character to then kind of being against them in a weird way, but still having to watch the rest of the show. And you end up in a lot of shows do that. House does that. Dexter does that. All these shows with a problematic. Like people. Yeah. When you have a problematic lead who isn't morally in the right at a certain point, they're just destroying everything around them to maintain like the sliver of like reality that they have left. And it kind of gets hard to watch sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it's, it gets I hard totally to root for them because at a certain point, you're like, OK, like Dexter, how many like cops and normal, regular human beings have you murdered now? Like at this point, you are just the villain of the story. Yeah. I feel like I just did. We just watch something recently where that was happening, where somebody was just like mowing people fucking like it started off and like, oh, I don't remember. It's like bringing in images in my head of somebody like, I don't Sorry, keep going. Yeah, if yeah. It comes no. to me, it comes to me. But so so I am nervous going forward. I only watched season one of the show, yeah, but I'm nervous same. going forward about watching Barry. I don't I don't want it to be the same thing with Dexter. I liked Dexter. I watched the new season. But at a certain point, yeah. I was like, he has to face some kind of punishment for his crimes and right now with barry i'm kind of starting to feel the same way like i feel like he this either has to end with him dying or it has to end with him going to prison or something like that yeah maybe or or maybe not i i i'm really interested to see where it goes but then Mm -hmm. that's um and then that leads us to well i guess now we kind of talk about what's happening in the acting class where it seems like so so silly but it has so much just as much weight where so Mm -hmm. barry is um going to this acting class and sucking he sucks (laughs) He sucks so hard. It's like impressive how much Bill Hader is sucking at this acting. It is really impressive. I feel like every actor I've ever met has been like one of the hardest things you can do as an actor is to act poorly. It's so impossible. And Bill Hader does a great job. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Stop lumping me in and making me (laughs) question all the choices I've made in my life. Yes, it is true. It is hard to do that. I love it. I love it. It's very hard to do. It's hard to do and seem like normal, like yeah. normal bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he could have went in there and be like, oh, da, 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 da. And they would have been like, yeah, you suck. Mm-hmm. But like you're like trying to suck. Yeah. So the um, gosh, I don't even really know. It all it all like happened in a blur. But like, I don't even know. All I can think of is like the Shakespeare scene, which leads us to like. The yeah, last two which is pretty much I mean, that's the next thing, right? Like he goes into yeah. the acting class. He's acting poorly. I think there's a whole like subplot of him having to uh, open up in order to become a good actor because you have to access oh, sure. emotions. You have to access things. And he doesn't he's closed off and disassociated from. And so you have. That oh, there was on one too. good scene. I really like that scene where they do the exercise where they repeat the line back and forth over and over again. And the teacher tells him and Sally to say, I love you. Yeah. And Bill Hader, just another small, quiet moment. I want to call out from Bill Hader where he's like, I love you. And then he, and the acting teacher is doing what an acting teacher does. is like, no, get down in there. Get mm-hmm. deep. Get it. And then he's like really telling her he loves her and yeah. then like consigning to the fact that he's not going to get her all mm-hmm. in like that little scene of mm-hmm. him saying that really impressive and quiet. Yeah. You know, yeah. Bill Hader's really good at quiet acting. Honestly, yes, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Quiet acting. 
Well, he can also yell, and there. are no, uh, here's the mean. thing. It's yeah. just. Uh, it's, I feel like it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, people talk about it. People talk about this because the quiet acting doesn't win Oscars. It's the loud, shouty ones, right? It's like Leonardo DiCaprio yelling uh, in Django Unchained, and like that's the scene we all talk. Like you go to mm-hmm. YouTube and you're like, best acting scenes. They're all yelling, Marcus. They're all yelling scenes. I do understand that. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. If you look up best acting scenes alive is is men yelling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Um, but th- those quiet moments are my favorite because they're just so real and honest, right? Yeah. Because like that's how real life works. Real life happens like that in those quiet in the things not said in those mm-hmm. moments, you know. But yes, as you were saying, they it all leads up to the big Shakespeare show, and I really love how Sally is such a jerk again, and she's a side character, and then she's like, "No, I want to be Lady Macbeth," mm-hmm. and then she gets Lady Macbeth, and she's like, "No, no I want to be." Macbeth. I've done that before. <laughs> We've already charted these waters. Oh my god, that is what they say. I hate it. <laughs> And then and then the fucking acting teacher is just like, no one's ever took that kind of risk before. <laughs> they fucking make it like it's like the, the fucking last moment in a sports movie or something like that. Yes, it's not even community theater. It's an acting class. The stakes are so fucking high for no They're reason. So high. It's wild. But sometimes I, it is listen, like that. I, I feel- perform every week for a crowd about that size, and I think of it as irreverent and useless and not important at all i go up there i have a great time i give a great show but my god if i ever acted like this about something (laughs) like this that i'm doing please shoot me in the face man please but sometimes people are like that you know i feel like sometimes people do take it super seriously more than need to because it it is their life i think all you got it's not just acting right like i think that a lot of people within whatever they're interested in they form like sub communities and hobbies or or subgroups. And then within those groups, they want to rise to the top and be the best or whatever. And it becomes the super, super important thing to them, even though it's like, seven people in total that it's impacting but that's just how people are 100 so then leading up to that shakespeare performance is bill Hader having just killed chris and he comes in and honestly it's so dumb and funny but he has one line in the show and it was a fucking good line marcus he came in oh, after yes. killing chris and he says my my lord she's dead the queen has killed herself and that's all he says mm-hmm. and at the beginning it was dumb and he said it badly and then he has a he has a vision of him doing it well yeah and it's how i would have expected it well yeah but then they use it charged with the emotion of having killed chris mm-hmm. and i'm like whoa yeah it was crazy. and so was sally so was everyone yeah. yeah yeah and sally had a uh an agent in the our potential agent in the audience and she was doing her shit job yeah. on stage embarrassing herself but- but then Barry came and gave her what she needed. Yeah. It was really funny because as she was doing it in the flashback, in my head, I was like, man, she sucks at Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare's hard, whatever. But then after that, honestly, the actress that plays Sally, yeah. man, she keeps like crushing. Cause like in that moment afterwards, I was like, that was pretty good Shakespeare. That was, that, was, that was pretty fucking good. That was like, wow, that was pretty good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, Macbeth she was, is hard. When she was doing the Lady Macbeth scene, it was like, yes, this is community theater Lady Macbeth for sure. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's not uh, like terrible, but it is no, like. No, no, no. But it's, it's what you think Shakespeare should be. 
It's like, to be or not to be? That is the question. Yes. You know, it's like overacted. Or some people do that, like, that I'm acting voice where they're like, take me seriously now because I'm an actor and I'm acting. Oh, I do that shit all the time. (laughs) But I do all that shit now, like, in improv because improv is like an exaggerated kind of not real acting. So it's like, I am now doing a serious scene in this comedy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's uh, that happens that was totally happening and then she crushed it and then because of that then she's good and everything's good and but it's also interesting in this moment right like this is the turning point in their relationship as well when barry finally yeah. gives her something that she then sees him as a, like potential romantic partner and then they yeah. start their relationship really starts to blossom yeah as opposed to when he tries to give her a laptop and she's like this is three months of my rent yeah yeah what well, a shitty thing to say embarrassed and felt bad about it yeah 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 i mean it could also be seen as like oh barry finally opened up about something so then like she kind of feels yeah. like she could be closer with him but I there's a like lot of takes more, which is why she's i more think of it's a good. selfish character so from my perspective it's like barry gave her something <laughs> finally she is pretty selfish okay so after the Macbeth thing we get uh i don't know what happens next. oh yeah I just fucking yeah. watch it darren says in the chat when she says whatever you did to get this place that's your new process oh, oh my god fucking wild that was so fucking heartbreaking yeah that was because he's was, like that's the best you've ever done that was so heartbreaking to hear yeah that, that whole was very scene wild. too darren afterwards. keep dropping quotes that was helpful keep dropping quotes <laughs> It was just producer like, crushing in the chat. It was honestly so it destroyed me. It destroyed me a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he finally got what he wanted, and like at what cost, right? Yeah, yeah. Kill, he had to kill a person, and yeah, you know, there's this interesting aspect of their dynamic too, because. I feel like Barry is like, hold on, let me read what she said. Uh, Barry has this moment like, oh, like, oh, this is actually the only thing I'm good at. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it it's feel like as someone who also has a hard time connecting with people, it feels like it's just I feel for Barry in a lot of ways. Right. Because you want to open up, you want to share with people. But it's also just like so many other people are so involved in their own shit that it doesn't necessarily feel that there's like space for that or room for that and especially with him in like i murder people for a living how do you even talk about that to another person yeah agreed you know and he can though he can at least open up about aspects of it to other people yeah but he doesn't know yeah he doesn't he doesn't have those those coping skills he doesn't Mm -hmm. have that in his like toolbox of human being things like he doesn't know how therapy i feel like so many shows would be solved by a therapist (laughs) yeah just walking in there and having the conversation yeah Yeah. a little late now he's killed quite a few people that's fair that's fair well Uh, what do you think about that i said that earlier about the show like needing to end with him being killed or with the I don't know. Him going I'm to prison, like super, you, super excited about second season. Do you think? I don't think that's what's going to happen necessarily because he could just, you know, for, leave the life and live happily ever after. Who the fuck knows? It could, anything happen. What do you think sure. would be a fulfilling sort of end to the murder narrative? There isn't one, right? Like that's the problem with these shows. Like I'm not envious of this or Dexter or House mm-hmm. or any show with a you know a problematic lead. Like there is no winning. As if you solve the problem, the show isn't a show anymore. And it's boring. Sure. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if and if you give them their due vigilance, the show's over, and that sucks because you were rooting for them. Mm-hmm. So like I, I don't know. I don't know if there's winning with shows like this 
it's hard. I feel like every show like this ends with them dying or going to prison, except for The Sopranos, which ends with them eating in a diner. Ends with him eating a diner and a, and a cut to black, which everyone fucking hated. So yes. it's like that's no what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You let them you let them sail into the sunset. They hate it. You make them go to jail. You hate it. You make them die. They hate it. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any winning. Old Man yeah. Rom says, "Do you have to solve the problem? Does there need to be a definite, definitive ending?" I don't know. That's what that's what we're saying, Old Man yeah. Rom. Like I don't know. It, it, I don't maybe know. Doesn't need to be a definitive ending. I I would be interested no. to see something along those lines as well yeah but well but you just said that's what is sopranos and everyone hated it everyone did hate it yeah <laughs> so you i know? don't know old man Ron, and then you do make it you're the fucking goat man you're always here <laughs> i just want to give a shout out to old man rom shout out to old man rom so much respect okay uh darren also the one show that did have therapy yeah oh, sopranos. sopranos oh yeah that's true yes i definitely did not watch that oh, show but true. i know that there was a therapist in it that's true and it did not solve the problems there were still <laughs> seasons and seasons of that show so you just got shat on <laughs> great job whatever darren. fuck you okay so uh, yeah so then okay so then let's get to the last episode i feel like that's yeah. kind of where we're at right now 100 in the last episode it feels i said this to darren where i was like is this real is this fake what's happening are we in a dream is he having another vision? i thought the same i thought the same and for the first like five minutes i didn't know what was happening if it was real or if it was fake and then we actually watched the behind the scenes and the director said that that was intentional that they purposefully oh. made it feel like you didn't know whether or not this was a real thing or a dream to kind of like keep you on your toes a little bit and to kind of contrast with like what happens at the end of the episode. Mm, totally. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I totally felt that. I, I really liked that feeling. Mm-hmm. I like that feeling of yeah. being unsure, you know, and the fact that we found out that it was real and it was really happening was even more like, holy shit, everything's fucking perfect. Yeah. everything's great he did everything it. worked out and then that moment when they were on the gr- eating their Fuck grilled me. steak and he said that one thing bill Hader's face said it all what a good actor man uh-huh in that fucking moment when he was just like i, I, I don't remember yeah and he's just his whole life was crumbling and honestly i did not i expected her to be on to him yeah but i expected her checking the facebook Seeing it and saying, oh, shit, cut to black. That was the end of the season. Yeah. I was not expecting the standoff. Yeah. And that standoff was good, man. Yeah. I was I was thinking that it would be a, more of a cat and mouse game in the second season, but it was not. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what, Nick, you're saying is that they call back to the monologue that he did in the first episode, which was yeah. amazing. I mean, that's a very intelligent thing to do from a writing perspective to make that monologue meaningful too in the end and it was like this first and also consequential right like this first moment of like rawness that we got from barry is also the thing that ends up biting him in the ass right and i feel like that happens a lot with people people finally open up but they open up to the wrong person or something like that and then it ends up biting them in the ass and then they stay closed off again which is we can all relate to that yeah 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 so something similar that happened him his first raw moment kind of causing him pain is really interesting yeah agreed and then and then they do the standoff and then barry's saying things like you don't have to do this we're the same and the thing that's crushing about it and the reason why i think that is hector for me redeemed herself then i just don't think i liked her characterization throughout the most of the show Mm -hmm. because obviously she got it because she brought in this last scene when she was her heart was breaking because at this point she did like barry she understood barry she understood what was happening with barry but she just couldn't let it 
it go because that's mm-hmm. who she is. Yeah. At the end of the day, that justice thing, that moral fiber, that detective part mm-hmm. of her, she could not turn it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she knew. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. She knew. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, what a bad actor Barry was because he's just like, she looks at him in that moment where she's like, oh, the monologue. And she's just looking right through him. He's like, oh, I can't. He can't keep a fucking straight face for anything. And she is just like, I just have to ask Sally. Tell me more. I was like, I know they're playing me. but That was uh-huh. pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. Like, I bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Barry Block thing, her running out to go get like to look on her computer. Barry yeah. following her. God, the fact that he placed the gun in the tree in and case, led her he towards to her? that path just in case he needed it. And he's trying to talk her out of it. Yeah. But then he shoots her mm-hmm. and he kills her and he uh, assumingly cleans everything up, takes a shower and gets back into bed with Sally. And then and then he says and then he says the line. He's like, OK, now it's over. Mm-hmm. And he's been saying that like three or four times. Yeah. Like, this is it. This is over. I'm not doing this anything else. And he's, it keeps happening again and again yeah. every time he kills. And that was a great moment to land on because I was like, fuck, it's not over. It's never going to be over. And 100%. I can hear it in Bill Hader's voice realizing it. It's never going to be over. Is yeah. it? Because you know? that's how it is, right? Like that. I feel like whether this ends up being like he's kind of addicted to the killing aspect of it. It's, you know, you know it's all he knows. Whatever it ends up being. I feel like we all yeah. have moments where we tell ourselves now we're going to be happy. Now we're going to stop doing this. Now we're going to start doing this. And that just kind of felt, even though it was about murder, it felt relatable. And you kind of have that same moment where you're like, I've said these things to myself for whatever it is in your life. And you know that because of that, it's going to continue. Yeah. And I think and I'm and they end it in a smart place with the oh, my God, Marcus, did you just fucking love that the fucking Bolivian leader was just like a nice guy? He's oh, like, wow. God, you could have just you could have asked me. We could have shared I mean, the stash house. He's not a nice guy. He's still a fucking murderer. No, Marcus, this is pretty nice. <laughs> pretty, pretty nice. Pretty nice guy. I love that he was a super cool guy. And he was like, what? I'm a super big fan. The bullet mail. Like, oh, wonderful thing. And then he's in the chest. He's like, OK, so we can work it out. He's like, oh, oh, the self-help book. Terry, you're crushing it. Yes, the self-help book, mm-hmm. the four four agreement. No, the agreements, the whatever. Shit, what the was, se- he whatever mentions the secret. He mentions a bunch of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like how he lives his life. And like Hank also read it. So ending the show with the Bolivian leader and Hank there, I'm like, well, obviously they're not done. They can't be. There's obviously more mm-hmm. here, too. It's just wild. Four yeah, agreements. No. Four agreements. It's great. It's it's <laughs> hilarious what ends up happening yeah and so oh my god i started so i started season two so i was in the going season two stuff no (laughs) no 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 no, no, no. no. we're gonna stop we're gonna stop but that's where it ends i was super surprised with how gripping that all ending was and the ending was satisfying for the season it was are it was a great ending it was a really good ending season yeah you know it's one, of the, but it's it's unfortunately one of the shows where you do have to kind of watch the whole thing. You do, but to be fair and to its own credit, it does choose to be a half an hour show. Mm-hmm. Yes, like they could have made this an hour long show, dragged this on for more, and did badly that way, or they could have made it even shorter, but pack in those episodes and been longer and did a bad. The half an hour aspect is what allows it Mm -hmm. to work. I think even though we're not crazy about those first episodes. Yeah. Because because it's good enough to get through. And then once it starts paying off, it really pays off. Yeah, I agree. That's usually not true. It's so interesting to think about, too, because so many aspects of creating a movie or a TV show are hindered by other people getting involved. Producers, executives, just 
making decisions that the director doesn't necessarily want or or envisioned originally. You have the writer's vision versus the director's vision. So it ends up getting like muddy a little bit sometimes. And not with this show specifically, but I know what you mean. I've yeah. recently been watching the Naruto edit that this YouTuber Ocean is, Ocean Z did, mm-hmm. where he went through all of Naruto and edited edited out 115 hours. And that has me thinking, like, I feel like a, a lot, lot of shows would benefit from either a director's cut version of it or a fan edit. There's so many right. shows that I'm thinking about that I would go back and like watch again if there was an edited version of it. Yeah. Uh, same. Same, same, same. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time for that for most of no. it. But you told me about that edit and I asked you to send me how to I did. watch and you having it. I did. I, 100% send I don't. I don't, it's in the I don't, chat. I, I, I don't. You mean in the chat that gets deleted every yeah, day? Right. You didn't look fast I, enough. So, That's not so you. I don't think. I don't think this. Um, I'm just saying. But but regardless, I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. I think that would be really interesting to have fans or even directors go back and edit things because the thing with the show is it felt like it could have been a movie. Yeah, like it could have worked as a movie. Mm-hmm. It worked as a show, but as a movie or two, I think it also would have worked in Japan. It's interesting. In Japan, there's a practice of uh, like when you have long animes, if they want to hype the release of a new season, they'll re-edit yeah. or make a movie version of the seasons. Oh, so like, if yeah, you, yeah, like yeah. So let's say it, uh, this might not have happened. I remember like Attack on Titan season three. If they want to promote Attack on se- season three, they'll make a movie version of one and two release it in theater so fans can catch up and then watch season three. I feel like that would be cool to see in America with like TV shows and stuff. 100%. Old Man Rom, you are totally correct. Director's cuts are usually longer. I That's guess we're true. using a misnomer. That's not yeah, you're exactly right. what they we meant. They don't cut shit yeah, yeah, yeah. out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Justice League is four hours, so I have not watched it. <laughs> you're right. Have you watched Sex Science Justice League? No, I'm not going to watch this shit. Huh. I didn't. I, I, I tried watching it. I watched an hour and I was like, this movie's boring as fuck. And I was like, I hate it more than I hated the Justice League movie. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I also haven't watched it. Especially with the DC, like the Justice League animated series right now is the only Justice League related content that I think will hold up for me. Dude, I, st- I don't know how the YouTube algorithm got there, but I watch, I've been watching for the last month, like every other day, mm-hmm. a clip from the Justice League animated show. It's I don't good. know why. It's, it's good. so good. I it's having, so good. Oh, it still holds up. It's oh, fantastic. I've been down It'll just offer me a, a, a random like the episode of the Justice Lords and this uh-huh. random clip yeah. of this of when they lobotomize Joker or like oh, this random God, thing here. Or and I'm just like, yeah. The show is good. I was I down I, I got it recently and I was like watching it with Darren and I was like, I don't know if I should like start from the beginning. I don't want to add another show that we're watching. But I was like, yeah. I watched I'll randomly watch episodes. I watched the episodes with the question because I love those. Oh, like, they're questions so good. Are great episodes. Yeah, it's just a good show. It's just a good show. It's fantastic. Marcus, is there anything else you'd like to talk about with Barry? <sighs> Paula Newsome, great actress. Stephen Root, Henry Winkler, Anthony Kerrigan, Sarah Goldberg, Bill Hader, Glenn Flesher. Everyone's great on the show. I love it. I, I feel like we probably could have gave Henry Winkler a little more. Oh, uh, yeah. We didn't talk about Henry Winkler. He fucking crushed uh, it. He's a great he actor. Great. I love him. Yeah. Everyone was good, but he was especially like, wow, you're really like firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. here. Yeah. It was really, really, really interesting. Darcy Carden, too. I love her. Yes. She was also really good. I, I was surprised with how like mild she was because she's usually so like she's so funny she's very funny and she's she yeah she's a good actress well marcus that's the show let's get to the questions marcus did you like 
Barry. I did. I did like Barry. Nick, did you like Barry? I did really like it. Nice. I didn't love it, but only because I think of how I had to watch it once again. Oh, if I was if, <laughs> on the train in one day. <laughs> yeah. The fact that I was still as like gung ho about it as uh, I was means it was very, very good. That's, you good. know. Yeah. But if I was watching this week to week or two episodes a week or something, mm-hmm. I think I would have fallen to fallen even more in love with it. I just love the feel. I love the things it has to say, which is rare for me for a show like this. I was like, I, I really like what the show is saying. It's saying something about the human condition and what it means and i really love that marcus would you recommend this show i would 100 percent recommend this show i think it's funny i think it has the dramatic elements that people need to be invested in a show i think it has a lot going for it. it's great acting it's just I, I i can't recommend it enough what about you agreed okay good Good, Marcus, good, good. will you continue watching this show? I already have, baby. I'm on season <laughs> two. I'm fucking hyped. I want to watch an episode before I go to bed. I am excited. Marcus, I'm so torn because I am 100% going to watch the show, but Lexi is currently not watching us so she can watch more of season one. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope she doesn't like it. What? Oh, so you can have a show for yourself. Because I need a train show. It's a uh, perfect train show. It's a half an hour. I don't have a train show right now. And I've been watching so much YouTube. And yeah. I watch too much news. And I watch too much Pokemon. I need to just watch like TV. That's fair. <laughs> I, I watch, don't have any shows I want to watch. I watch video essays. Like I could probably watch TV while I'm at work. But I can't look at my phone all the time and stuff like that. No, so no, I no, miss no, no. a lot. Video essay is video perfect. essays are like perfect. Having someone talk about why Titanic made the 2000s what they were is mm-hmm. you it's, can it's like fantastic. that's background. Perfect. You yeah. can't watch a full episode of uh, mm-hmm. fucking. I don't know. Love Darren, is, war. Darren is know. in the same boat as you are. She says, I have that problem, too. Marcus loves every show. I do love every show. <laughs> I do. Uh, I'll watch Marcus. anything. I'm just easily entertained i'm just does happy to come be in there i'm does, happy to does be there come in every once in a while and she's like marcus uh, there's this new show you you probably wouldn't like no, it it's like this show maybe and maybe then you're like that and then you're like no sure i'll watch it and she's like cool yeah i think she tests the waters but sometimes i wonder if she is disappointed that i am watching a show with her because she's got to wait yeah, yeah she can't yeah. just like watch it when she's alone yeah through the things. she works yeah. from home so she has all day she can just have it on and while she's working mm, yeah lexi does the same lexi uh, if darren is doing that at least she's like being sly about it lexi mm-hmm. tells me to my face <laughs> lexi tells me to my face like we're watching everything together can i just watch something on my own i'm like yeah go ahead <laughs> she's like but you get so mad if i watch something without you i'm like yes if it's agreed upon that that's, we're going to do it if you watch a show but, without me that we've agreed that we're watching together that's it we're breaking up that's it we're done <laughs> fucking get out but if, but if you say, yo, can I watch the show? I'm like, yeah, go fucking watch the show. I'll give a mm-hmm. shit. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Other than like. Darren, I'm never disappointed. Other than cheating lies. or an lies. actual There's betrayal. Lies. I think watching the show That's the is ultimate. the thing I would be most mad at. Yeah, 100%. Hey, Darren, shout out to you. Watch yourself. Don't watch that show. <laughs> Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Okay, Nick, you have to give me a challenge next. Well, Marcus, I don't know what to give you. So we both have tickets this weekend. To see something we're both very excited about. Street Sharks. So I am going. Yep. 
we're gonna go watch the first season of Street Sharks, the first and only season of <laughs> Street Sharks. Actually, I don't know if it lasts more than one season. I just assume it's one of those one TV, one season and done shows. It might have been Marcus, two, but yeah. We are going to be watching. I don't even know what the name of this movie is. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We are going to watch our second Sam Raimi film on this yeah! show. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling I'm going to like it a lot more than I like Drag I Me to Hell. I love Sam Raimi, and it's I got to get you to watch more Sam Raimi. He is never appreciated when the movie comes out, and it is later on that all of his movies are like, everyone's like, wow, that was pretty good. Oh. So, so the only the only thing wrong with Dragman Hell, the hell was I just needed you more need time, time to like it. <laughs> Fifteen years isn't long enough. Uh-huh. I need more uh-huh. time. Yeah, we haven't done Evil Dead too, so that's gonna be on the list at some point. Maybe for you know what's funny? Boys month. I've never seen it. I know. I've never seen Evil Dead two. I know. And Evil Dead one, I'm pretty sure I've watched it, but I've watched it in bits and pieces. I've never sat down and watched all of Evil Dead. You don't know what you need Evil Dead one. It's just Evil Dead two, but worse. Okay, then I know what it is. I've mm-hmm. seen the bits and pieces. I know the important parts. 100%. And I've never seen Army of Darkness. And then that's all the same Raimi films I know. God, man. Spider-Man? I think that's all of You've them. You've seen Spider-Man? No, I've seen Spider-Man. That doesn't count. Okay, that counts. It's Sam Raimi. Yeah, I love those films. Yeah. Oh, have, yeah, you, yeah, you, have you seen Have you seen Darkman? No, I want to watch Darkman. I watched some of it as a kid, but I didn't understand it. Have you seen The Gift? He did that. The Gift? Man yes. with the Screaming Brain. Oh, yeah. I started watching that one. and finished he it. He did that. He did Oz the Great and Powerful? The TV show? Ooh. No, the movie with James Franco and Mila Kunis. Oh, he directed that? That's what it says. I don't believe it. Sam Raimi. That's what I'm saying. Sam Raimi is like, everyone's like, yeah, cool. But he's hit or miss. He's hit or miss for a lot of people. Including you. Are you telling me Oz the Great and Powerful is one of your top 10 movies? Banger. Uh, Well, that wasn't his fault. That's not a Sam Raimi movie. (laughs) He directed it. That's not a Sam Raimi movie. Guys. Thank you so much for listening to our Barry episode. You can join the Patreon so you can influence what we do next month. You can also tweet at us and Instagram us everywhere at now try this cast. You can follow us at twitch.tv slash now try this cast to watch us live every week. You can also pick up the podcast every Monday where you pick up all your podcasts. And if you can't give us money, if you can't subscribe with your prime on Twitch, you can go ahead and leave a five star review for us on iTunes or Spotify and make sure to write something down so we can read it on the show. Hell yeah, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the stream. If you're listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you are, thank you so much. We love you. Remember to go out there and try some things. Or else. Bye. Bye. Oh, bye. Let's see. Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, my God. He did direct that. I haven't watched it. Might be good. Maybe. I feel like none of his movies are critically acclaimed, you know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is universally loved. Is, what, what did it get on? on uh, it's, it's certified fresh. Tomatoes. It's got to be. Oh. 91% at least. You think so? Oh, yeah. Hello, Darren. Two. Hold on. Let me. Sorry, I, have to, Hi, I, have to stop. I have to stop the stream. Stop. 93% on Ryan Tomatoes. Okay. That was so close. Good. I feel like that's skewed. But that's what do you mean, skewed? I feel like that was after. No, everybody likes Spider Man 2. What was Spider Man 2? Spy, uh, uh, fucking Dr. Octopus. Oh, yeah, that was good. Everyone thinks that, yeah, everyone thinks that's like the best Spider Man movie ever made, except maybe this new one, which I honestly, it was pretty fucking dope. <laughs> the new one was fucking No great. Way Home was really fucking good. It okay. just hit everything, you know?
Yeah, that's true. 